Imagine if you could overhear private, unfiltered conversations between the world's most influential and inspirational women. Now you can. Welcome to Leadership Global, where you'll hear from inspiring leaders who will help you define your vision, grow your leadership, expand your influence, and increase your impact to leave a lasting legacy. and welcome to this week's Lead Hership Global Podcast. I am so excited to be here with all of you today and to welcome our extra special guest, Sandra D. Robinson. Most of you know Sandra D. as a television actress, a speaker, a trainer, but she is also the founder of Charisma on Camera, as well as Charismatic Cowgirl Leadership Training. She's also an author, and she's written a book called Impact, The Secrets to Powerful Personal Presence on Camera and Off. Today, Sandra is with us to talk about true, authentic leadership. And I tell you, I could not be more excited about today's conversation. And I have to ask you, are you the face of your business? Then refining your personal brand is absolutely the most essential step in creating legacy for your business. And establishing your authenticity as a leader is the number one first step to building a dynamic personal brand. Being true to ourselves is all about having the courage to define our own version of what it is to live a successful life and embracing what makes each of us truly unique. Now, more than ever, organizations need authentic leaders who are honest, transparent, and trusted. Authentic leaders are able to create dynamic personal brands built on trust, engagement, innovation, and ultimately results. So how do we build these authentic connections? Well, first we let our guards down. We step into our authentic selves and seek to see the human beings behind the labels that we attach to ourselves and to others. And that is why we are so lucky to be able to welcome Sandra D. Robinson to the program today. Sandra D., as I said, is a television actress. I'm sure you know her from her many, many roles in some of those popular soap operas of our century. But she's also a speaker, a trainer, author, a coach, and a founder. And she will help explain why authenticity is needed in your personal branding now more than ever. The mistakes that most entrepreneurs make when they're beginning to build their brand, the five elements of the authentic core self, and Sandra will also talk to us about how to create congruency in your brand throughout the customer experience. So let me tell you a little bit about Sandra before we jump in. Her mission is to help move people from where they are to where they are designed to be. As all of you know, she is an incredibly famous television actress and former soap opera star. She's an international speaker, an author, a TV and radio host, and a trusted advisor to gifted leaders who feel pulled to create impact in the world. Sandra D. founded Charisma on Camera Performance Coaching in 2010 and Horse powered consulting featuring her equine assisted coaching retreats in 2018. Welcome, Sandra. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, it is our pleasure and our honor to have you as a guest. Thank you so much for joining us. Now to kick us off, 
I, I got to tell you, I personally am really interested in understanding your journey. What led you to have such passion around building a personal brand for each individual person's authentic leadership? That is exactly what excites me. Um, and it's interesting because, as you mentioned, I started as an actress and I actually became an actor so that I could avoid being me. So when I wrote the book and, and used the term powerful personal presence, that was definitely not something that I had. So growing up with a lot of negative things spoken over me by one of my parents, um, my father was wonderful, wasn't around a lot so that you can figure out which parent that actually was that did that to me. <laughs> but uh, my dad worked a lot. He, he was just a, a great, loving, wonderful guy in his own way, you know? Um, but I took a lot of the negative stuff, the lies, that I was fed. And a lot of us have been in that same situation. I think somebody along the line has given us some stuff that we owned as our own and it really wasn't. So there were things that reiterated in my mind that my mother had said to me over and over again, that in, in, in actual words said, you know, how much, how much better we would be if she hadn't been born. So my thought was I should never have been born. So when I discovered that I could be somebody else acting, what a great solution. <laughs> so I didn't have a plan B. Um, and I proceeded to go in as this shy girl that couldn't look somebody, a stranger in the eye and play all these, you know, characters and play them fully. And I actually was super lucky in the beginning. I had five screen tests in four months, got my first job. That job lasted for six years. I hopped from show to show for almost two decades. And I really didn't do, I didn't have anything outside of that. I didn't wait tables, which is a darn good thing. Um, I would, there's no way I could have done that because I couldn't look strangers in the eye. I mean, there's no way that would have been like hell on earth for me. Um, but the blessing in that came because I think I didn't, as I said, I didn't give myself a, a plan B. I didn't think I could do anything else. So I proceeded to get paid very well for being completely inauthentic every single day. <laughs> which is the irony of why authenticity is so important to me. When I became successful, I had a lot of the, you know, I, I was making great money at a very young age. And especially in the first several years, it was smooth sailing. But then I realized that there was this chasm between the person that I was perceived to be and that would show up at all of the award shows and stand on the red carpet and then, you know, cuddle up in my car, you know, terrified that I just gone through that and drive home. So there was this chasm between the person that people thought that I was and who I actually believed I was. And that was such a big span that I actually have to admit, I would run away from fans. I would not go to the door where they were hanging out, waiting to meet us outside the studio. Sometimes I would, but most of the time I was too afraid. So when I work with people at any level of inhibition for, for, for being seen, right? Everybody has, at some level, we're going to be uncomfortable, whether, a, whether we're a doctor, a lawyer, or a, um, a, a C-suiter that just didn't plan on being in the spotlight as much as we have to be today then I get it. I understand every level of inhibition. I understand the level of somebody that is an author that prefers to hide behind their art. That's what I did. So because I understand that and I understand what it's like to come out on the other side, that's, I think, one of the reasons that I do this is that it's so important to me to work with individuals and help them see what, they, what their actual, help them remember what their actual design is. 
you know, their gifts, their strengths and communication, and therefore make them great leaders. And then that ripple effect through their company and their community is something that maybe I'll have, a, you know, I'd love to have just a tiny little bit of credit for, you know, just that little ripple that we started together. So. And I love the idea that it's reminding people of their giftedness. It's reminding people of their value and their worth. The fact that you brought that up is just so impactful to me because everyone has worth, everyone has value. And it's about reminding people of their divinity. It's reminding people of their purpose. And that's so powerful. You know, I have to say that authenticity seems to have been a pretty overused term in marketing for quite a while now. So why do you think the concept of authenticity has garnered so much attention? And why do you think that this is an important topic? How would you define authenticity? I'm so glad you asked that. And yes, when I felt the pull to create this authenticity movement, right? I thought, oh my gosh, this is one of those words along with passion and pivot that we sometimes do not ever want to hear again, right? And so I'm like, why this word? But it was a download. And the more I I actually sat with it and, you know, muddled over it, I was like, you know what? It's the true meaning of authenticity. That is what this movement that I, that I'm considering is all about. It's the, the fact that there is beauty in being exactly who we're designed to be. That is authenticity. I have seen people years ago that said, look how authentic I'm being in their videos and their kids are running around and they're wearing no makeup and their hair is a mess and they're in pajamas. I go, that is not authenticity. Okay. (laughs) In no way it has been used and abused and manipulated. And I kind of just want to like shine it back up and set it back up on the pedestal so we can look at it and realize the wonder and the magic and the power that is actually in being true to our authentic core. I love that. That's so beautiful. It it's about you know being authentic to who you were designed to be and I think yes. that that is just a really powerful concept. So Sandra, why do you think authenticity is needed in your personal branding? Now more than ever, how can you yeah. integrate authenticity in your personal branding? You know, I just was on a call earlier today with somebody that was talking about niching, you know, and finding your audience. And and it may seem like we have never had more uh, noise, shall I call it, in our surroundings than we do right now. We're on Zoom. While we're on Zoom, let's all be real we probably have another screen going or the phone is going and there's something on there that's catching our attention. And we're just, we're like losing in a way, our brain cells are feeling like they're totally fried, you know, and we're staring at these screens and, and we are over the formulaic sale. You know, the one that says, oh, I want to honor people that are on this webinar for taking action. So I'm gonna, I mean, there are people that still do it and may do it well, but there's certain language that I think just sounds so canned and we've heard it so much. And we're sitting, you know, in our chairs, seeing people's kids behind them for real, you know, like we're seeing the dogs and the cat jump up on, you know, in front of the zoom camera. I mean, we, we are already exposed to the true authentic thing so that if we were to, to try to put up something that isn't authentic, it's just not going to go. I think our authenticity meters and our truth meters are just on high right now. We have to have a way to actually look at somebody and believe them and trust them. And we're, we are, I think that as a whole, that's what we are really looking for. 
we want to be able to trust somebody. So like even when I do my, I have free training for Zoom, zoomcharisma.com. I did it in the very beginning of the pandemic when everybody found themselves in front of the camera. And I really spend time explaining why it's so important for us to see each other's eyes. Because that is where we find trust. It's human nature to want to trust people. So I think now more than ever, we are looking because of the chaos over the last many years with the presidency and the change and the dynamics and the splits in the social, uh, the, you know, the social world out there that, and these people would just, it seems so right, left, black, white. And I think it is so extremely important for people to be their authentic self, to honor others for being authentic as well. I love that honoring others for being authentic and the way that you connect authenticity to trustworthiness. So yes. there's an idea there that I think is at the core of how I would define authenticity. And that is being able to trust the intentions, the motives, as well as the integrity of the person that you're in conversation or relationship with. And yes. I think that's such a powerful concept and obviously the basis of any personal brand. So what are some of the mistakes, Sandra, that you feel like leaders and entrepreneurs make when they're beginning to build their personal brand? What are some of the mistakes that they make in understanding what they stand for and what their personal brand needs to be comprised of? It's so interesting because, I mean, one of the most common things is that somebody says, oh my gosh, I'm going to start this new business. I'm working on my website. I'm getting my logo done, getting my business cards. You know, I'm taking my photographs. I'm like, do you even know what they're supposed to promise? That's what a brand is. My favorite definition is it is the brand. The brand is a promise of an experience. So if you haven't actually done the work on your personal self to know what your authentic core is, and when I work on, on that, that's the term that I use to kind of embodies our natural strengths, gifts, our talents, our passions, um, what you stand for, no matter what the values, all of that is actually the true authentic core of you as a leader. And this is what I would say to a client, right? This is, this is the, your authentic core and everything from here, your actions, your language supports that should be congruent. Then once you know what that core is, then you can go ahead and design a logo, design a website, know what the feel is that you want it to do. You know, what do people, what, what are they going to experience when they come to your website, when they hear your voicemail, uh, all of these things that are part of their experience, are they going to be congruent with what they expected when they first had their first touch point with you? And is it really true to who you are? Did I answer that question? Did I answer yes, that question? <laughs> and I love the idea of really diving deep into what is true of you. What is the true core, the authentic core of who you are? I love that. I also want to say, don't be afraid to, to stand for something. It's better that somebody sees you stand for something and go, ah, she's not for me. Great. Let him go. Because there's going to be those people that you get fired up to be in front of and to help and to support and, and sell your services and your goods and your products to, because they are going to do something fantastic with what you've created. Those are your people. It's okay that you stand for something that maybe isn't for everybody. It's not everybody's bag. The more that you are specific and, and honest about what you stand for, the better. 
So I, I love that I will have, you know, people walk up to me that have only seen me once or twice in social media and say, oh yeah, you work with the horses. Oh yeah, you're a nature girl. Oh, you're very faith-based, aren't you? I was in a meeting the other day and I had a breakout session with one individual who goes, well, I think you're like me. He says, you're very strong in your faith. And I thought, I don't sell that. I mean, I walk my talk, but I don't throw it out there, you know, but I thought, well, good. He gets that. It may just be because I talk about how people are designed and use a capital D. Right. Yeah. I love that because you've been clear about what you stand for and what your personal brand stands for. And you're trying to live that uh, authentically in your words, your deeds, your actions, even the way you design your business. And I think that is, in my definition, that is sort of the quality and characteristic of an authentic leader, someone who is purposeful and intentional about what they stand for. And they are, um, they are living their truth in all aspects of their life in a very integrated kind of way. So Sandra, for you, what differentiates a leader who is committed to being authentic? authentic in a whole variety of situations versus one that is not maybe yet tapped into their authentic self. What differentiates those two people? There are, can I talk about the five characteristics, the five traits of authentic people? I think this is a good lead in for that. Um, so it's been so interesting because I actually had had written this and then I saw there's a few other people that had similar lists and I thought, well, at least I'm onto something, right? So I actually put an article out there. It's up on my blog, in fact, at, at, um, at my website, but th- it kind of speaks to what you just asked. So first of all, authentic people don't seek outside validation. And the, the great thing about this is because it doesn't matter what other people think. You know, like I just said, there's going to be those people that don't identify with you. You're on your own path. You're on your own purpose. You have the own things, your things that you stand for and the people that you want to help. And that's, that's your lane. So it's very interesting that that need for self-validation that I had personally, I'll speak for myself. I had it growing up so badly because I didn't have it when I was a child. And that inner child showed up until I was way into adulthood looking for validation when I finally did the work and, you know, did that core authentic core work for myself, I was able to look at that and go, Oh, well, that's why that person didn't like me. Do I care? No, I don't. Oh, that's why that person said that about me. Does it matter to me? Is it going to stop me from, is it going to hinder my, my path? If I, if I pay more attention to what this person has said, yes, therefore I'm going to let it go and really just get clear on that. That's why that outside validation isn't necessary you know, it's nice to know that people like you, but I mean, I had fans right in the whole acting world. I had fans and that was wonderful. And the more fans, the better for the good of the show and all of that. I'm, I'm at a very different place now. You know, I don't need to have thousands and thousands of people, you know, shouting me on. Yes, that would be great. But I really just want to be able to know that I have reached, if I can talk to two people a day that said that I made some, some sort of improvement or, or something better in their life, then that's great. Um, the second thing, they express their emotions clearly. Also something that I did not do growing up. My first response, because I was so fearful of people, was usually, and this is, this is awful to say, but I'm just going to be totally vulnerable and transparent about this, was anger. Um, I would snap at somebody if they tried to hit on me, or I would snap at somebody if I thought they were too close to me. And it was just because I was dealing with, later I realized that it's a, it's a reaction that somebody that has, that has gone through trauma does. 
And I didn't even know that anger, what anger was, you know, in the blessing of me being an actor is that I had to go through this at some point in order to get better at my craft. I had to actually look at emotions, what underlies anger, what emotions are actually underneath that. So it helped me to already start to be able to identify emotions. Not always good at it until I really spent the time working on myself to be able to understand my own. But when you label those emotions, whether it's shame and, you know, uh, Brene Brown talks so much about that. So I know that a lot of women deal with that, uh, whether it's shame, whether it is fear, anger, whatever that emotion is to be able to label it, be thankful for the gift that it's going to bring and never try to get rid of it. When I first started Charisma on Camera, it was all about getting people over their fear of being on camera and being on stage. And, and they said, well, how do I get rid of it? I'm like, we're not going to get rid of it. It's part of you. It's a good thing. It's an emotion that's a very strong emotion. And in fact, fear and anger are things that can put you into action. They're great. They're gifts. So the third thing, authentic people are accepting of themselves, as kind of what I've been alluding to here, and also of others. So when the other person is different, so like I talked about, we talked about Zoom being in breakout sessions and things, and to find somebody in a Zoom room with you that has totally different values, okay? Like we talked about faith. That's happened to me. I've sat in a very intimate conversation with somebody that had completely different values. And, you know, we saw the world in a totally different way. The blessing to that is I can look at them and see the things that are the same. And suddenly I go, oh, Okay, well, that's lovely. There's loveliness in there. To be able to find the lovely in someone that appears to be unlovely isn't just good for the business or the, the task at hand. It's actually better for you and better for them. I think that people act uh, at a much higher level if we have that awareness. So that's, that's very important. And if somebody is really coming from their authentic self, they don't have the threat they don't feel threatened by somebody that has a different opinion. Like if we're on our own path, right? We, we know the path. Um, and four, authentic people are open to learning from their mistakes. This, this, is, um, this is a big one because when I used to, growing up, I so sought to be the good girl. I wanted to be, I wanted to have that approval. I always had to be at least 97% on my tests. And at 97, I thought I had failed. So I was that girl. <laughs> and to be able to look at the mistakes and now understand that the more mistakes you make, the better off you are. And there's a wonderful woman that I'm, that I'm in a group with right now called Grandma Sparky. You may know of her. She has a blue ribbon movement. She's fantastic. And she said the other day that she remembers running up to a, one of the first billionaires that she had heard speak. And she said at one point, how do I become a billionaire? And he looked at her and he said, you make enough mistakes. I love that. I know. I loved it too. I was so grateful that she shared it. That is so great. You make enough mistakes. Yeah. I will tell you, I love those five traits of a there's truly one more. authentic there's, leader. Oh, excuse there's me. There's one more. There's one more. And this one is sometimes surprising to people. This is surprising. Um, they have a sense of humor, but it is not hostile. In other words, that there is no biting sarcasm that costs anyone else. They can have a great sense of humor, but it's not going to demean or decrease anyone else. Authentic people in general have a sense of expansion that is contagious. So that's it. Those are the five. 
<laughs> I love that, Sandra, a sense of expansion. That is just beautiful. It reminds me of the term co-elevate. And I just, I love both of those ideas, co-elevation and this idea that we expand each other. That's really powerful. And I love that your fourth trait of a truly authentic leader really deals with lifelong learning. It's about having the level of humility to recognize that we're all on a learning journey, that none of us are going to have all the answers all the time. And being able to have that sense of humility to learn from others and importantly, to learn from our own mistakes, I think is the probably one of the most pronounced characteristics of the most impressive leaders that I've ever been honored and fortunate enough to work alongside. That sense of humility and that sense of curiosity about knowing how to do things differently or better or how to approach things in a different way. And you only learn those lessons in community with others. And I just feel like that's the gift of being able to be in community with other extraordinary leaders. So, what are some of the steps that someone could take towards finding their true authentic self? How can a leader create congruency in both their personal brand throughout the customer experience and their authentic core self? It starts with the authentic core self of the leader, for sure. Especially if you're talking about personal brand and you are the face of your company, then this is, this is really, really true. Uh, for you. But the, the authentic core is devised. Now I spend a lot of time when I work with my, with my clients on this, but if you can take time to get super clear, as clear as you can, or call me (laughs) as clear as you can uh, on what are your values? I know people go, Oh, I know, I know what my values are. Do you really have them written down? And I mean, write down 50 values. That's a challenge. It's not easy. Write down five, zero and then cut it down to five. And by the time you do that, you have now niched down that part to something that is really powerful. And you get the sense also at that point, what do you stand for no matter what? And what is the one thing in the world that you would want to change if you could? If you had the power to, what would that be? These questions will start you on the path of understanding, oh yes, this is important to me. And even if you don't know what your purpose is, this is a this is a wonderful way to do that, to really see, okay, since I've been a kid, I have been focused on this, or I've been lit up by this. And I love to be around people. I love to be in control, or I love to be support other people. What it's, it's in there. I mean, we were all born the ability for greatness. And somewhere along the line, we probably got reprogrammed as I got reprogrammed as a kid. And that's why we call it remembering is going back to that authentic self. And from there, um, building that personal brand and understanding, okay, so these values, these skills and, and the strengths and the gifts, the strengths and the gifts are actually the things that people love about you. And so often we don't even know what that is, <laughs> right? Yeah. We're surprised. Like you like my sense of humor, really? You know? And I only recently realized that like when I'm goofy and stuff on, on the TV show that I do, with, I have three other hosts and they go, oh my gosh, you're so funny. We didn't realize that. You know, I'm like, I didn't think of myself as being funny, but when I, when I'm funny, I, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. And now it's, it's part of my brand. There's some things that I do in my Facebook lives, you know, they're a little goofy. Um, and that's, it feels so much better than when I first started as an entrepreneur in 2010. And I tried to be, I think at one point I really tried to be Allie Brown. Remember Allie Brown? Oh yeah. (laughs) 
The, the trust, <laughs> for sure. I, I really tried. I thought, well, people would mistake me for her every once in a while at conferences. So I thought, well, she seems to be on it. I'll just try to be her. Definitely the wrong thing to do. You know, so I understand how tempting it can be to imitate someone else. And while that is flattery for them, it's really not getting you closer to your core self. But when you know what those values are, you know what people love about you, then you can build that experience. And just like to, to really put like a, a high view on the customer experience with that authentic brand. It's the touch points of that brand. Now I alluded to that word earlier, but that's everything from the first touch points before somebody even experiences you. What do they see? Do they see your picture, your business card, your website? Do they see your posts on Facebook, LinkedIn? Do they see live videos that you've been doing? Do they see videos on YouTube? That might be their first experience with you before they even have a conversation. What is that telling them the experience is going to be? And then once they do make contact with you and maybe become a client, what are those experiences? What does your voicemail say about you? And I'll just gonna kind of bust some people that might be listening right now, but nothing is more disappointing to me than to call up someone's phone and hear the automated message. It's not their voice. That to me says they don't take their business seriously. They're not committed. I'm not even sure they're going to call me back. And I have to stop myself from sounding snotty sometimes by going, um, I don't know if I have the right phone number, <laughs> you know, and it's not the right thing to do. And from my part, you know, it's, it's really not the, the, the great thing to do, but it's how I feel like, you know, like, come on, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your energy through this, through this phone right now. And so you're, you're jipping somebody of that experience of you, if you don't have that in place. Um, it's those things. And, and what other experiences, you know, is it the way they get into their programs? If you sell programs online, is it the videos that they get? Are these all congruent with your core self, with your core authentic leader that you are? And that's your brand. And then even once somebody is through, quote unquote, being a client or customer of yours, I mean, hopefully they're never really through, right? What do you do to keep in touch with them? You see these real estate agents that sell a house and, you know, they'll send a parting gift or, you know, a congratulations gift on open and their opening house, but, uh, on their, their closing of the house, but then they never talk to that family again. And there's a way to keep that relationship going. How do you do that? Is that congruent with your brand? So all of those touch points, I mean, I've got a list of, I think it's 25 touch points. That's a great jumping off point for, for people when I, when I work with them, go, Hey, take a look at this, you know? Today, I mean, right now, if somebody could go and just listen, okay, what does my voicemail sound like? What does my signature on my email look like? Yeah, such good points. And all tangible, small steps that someone could take to not only stand, understand what they stand for and not only clarify their vision, their purpose, and really the values that they live by, but to be able to communicate those crisply and concisely and clearly across all touch points, across every single medium, they are reinforcing what they stand for. They're reinforcing their personal brand. Really, really smart. I'm going to switch gears for a second. We're going to talk about leadership now because not only have you been extraordinarily successful as an actress and now as an entrepreneur launching multiple businesses and as an author and you kill it on social media. I mean, if you guys are not following Sandra, you should. She is entertaining and informative and impactful. It's just amazing. But 
I think also you've been an extraordinary leader. And so through your own transformation, which you've shared with us a little bit today, I'm sure that others have given you leadership advice that's been really impactful and meaningful to you. Can you share the leadership advice that you've received that you think has been really instrumental in helping you along your journey that you'd like to share with others? Oh my gosh, there's so much. Oh my gosh. Well, I definitely think that the biggest lesson was to stop exactly what I talked about today. When I said early on, I tried to be other people. That was what I was used to. I was an actor. Tell me who to be and I'll be that person. And I think the biggest lesson for me came when I had a a coach that I was working with that said, you know what? You need to just, that's not who you are. This is what you're all about. I even had a stylist who is a great leader and speaker on her own. And she was in my circles for a while and she was styling me for a little bit when I was speaking out in California. And she looked at me and she goes, I I forget what it was. I was like, somebody told me that I should be wearing this. And she looks at me and she goes, no, that's not you. She goes, you're my golden dress girl or something like that. And I was like, oh, so I don't have to wear a suit. And she goes, no, but there, even there, I was thinking I have to quote unquote, have to, which is a horrible phrase. I have to dress this way because all the other people around me are dressing this way. Well, now I've got this, you know, the, the equines around me. So I've got the whole boho thing going on. I can kind of get away with that. You know, I can wear cowboy boots up on stage if I want to. And I, it feels so much better for me to have, it's, it's easy for me to have a good day when I am feeling like myself. And that was one of the biggest things that I think I've, I've had people say to me is to just say, that's not who you are. This is how I see you. And that was in the beginning, those were some of the most important things that I could possibly, that I could possibly imagine. And since then, I mean, I've had so much great advice lately, including, um, you know, there are multiple, you need to just today, I heard a a friend of ours, you were in the same meeting, I think possibly, uh, reiterate to be your own media company. And to look at yourself and the different platforms that you can get your message out, it's no longer just one. You can, great if you have a book, great if you have a podcast, great if you're doing Facebook Lives, but not to overwhelm anybody out there who starts to freak out over this, but it really does take multiple levels of that. And to really kind of think of yourself as your own media company. So that was, that was a big one for me because that, when you get the message out, that is how you lead. And if you're leading by, you know, selling or encouraging people to, to take whatever it is that you're offering, my thought is you're bettering their life and making them better leaders as well. So. Yeah, both really important uh, pieces of advice, Sanders. So thank you. And I, again, just want to thank you so much for your time and for sharing your expertise to share your, your lessons learned with our entire Leadership Global podcast audience. Sandra, it's a privilege and an honor to be in your circle. And it has been nothing but inspirational to get to know you and to follow you on social and to be in your company. And I just really want to say thank you. You've been, you know, a gift and it has been uplifting and it has been encouraging and it has been incredibly enlightening to be in conversation with you today. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining Leadership Global, a podcast for and about unstoppable women stepping into courage, claiming their power and embracing bold leadership. Join us each week 
as we talk to a collection of inspirational women changing the world and tackling the most pressing issues we're facing today as women and as leaders. See you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.